listening to India Chalo, a podcast where travelers relive their journeys across India, from the imaginary orchards and the majestic glaciers, the glittering Konkan coast and the Western Ghats, and everything that comes in between. The India Chalo podcast is here to uncover it all for you and give you, our listeners, a sneak peek into what India has to offer for your next trip. Stay tuned. Hello there fellow travelers. Namaste and welcome to a brand new episode of the India Chalo podcast. I am your host Rohan. I'm so excited that you all are here because in this episode we are going somewhere really special and beautiful up in North India. We are going to India's last village. If you haven't guessed it already, it's Chitkul, a quaint little village tucked away in the Himachals that's one of the most sought after destinations for travelers in India today. In this episode, we talk about everything you could do in Chitkul, the treks, the natural landscape, the people, the culture, the food, and everything you can plan your trip around when you visit Chitkul in your trip to North India. And here to talk about her experience in Chitkul is Nyati Saxena. Nyati is returning for another episode on the India Chola podcast. She was a guest back in season one of the show and left a big impact on all our listeners back then. And she's come back on the show to talk about her experience in Chitkul. Something about Nirthi. Nirthi is a trip leader and writer. She has led trips for over three years and taken over 700 people to locations across India and Southeast Asia. And you can now join Nirthi in an adventure to travel across India and try out new experiences with her own travel company, Migrant Musings and Company, which I highly recommend that you check out for your next trip in India. You can connect with her on Instagram at Migrant Musings. We'll link it in the show notes for this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with Nirthi. She's a fantastic storyteller and a great traveler to be around. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, here's Nirthi Saxena. I am here with Nirthi Saxena. Nirthi, welcome back to the India Chola podcast. Super excited to have you back and host you again. So welcome to the show and uh, looking forward to hearing about another one of your adventures again. Hi Rohan, so good to be here. Thank you for having me actually. Really excited to, you know, have a conversation with you again and share some more travel stories with a bunch of travel enthusiasts. Amazing, amazing. Looking forward to that. Now, before we dive deep into your adventures, I will have introduced you before our interview, but one thing that you created a lot of impact on a previous episode. So I just wanted to ask two very common questions that come my way when they hear your episode is, what made Nirthi a trip leader? And uh, yeah, mujhe bhi trip leader banna hai. how can I become a trip leader? So help the audience answer those two questions uh, and uh, tell us more about what is your background and uh, how can people go about you know following the passion? Correct. Okay, so nice to know that. Yeah, I mean, I think these are questions which I actually come across a lot of times. Uh, so uh, by qualification, I'm actually a lawyer. But uh, I was practicing law and I found the legal industry to be extremely, I mean, toxic in the sense that it wasn't something that I quite uh, resonated with. And, uh, you know, my whole life, because my father was in the Air Force, so uh, my whole life I'd moved around, uh, explored new places, met new people. It was something that I was used 
used to in fact uh, living in one place for a long amount of time was not was not normal for me that was something that i found odd moving places meeting new people making new bonds that was my version of normal so trip leading in that sense made a lot of sense to me and the travel company i work for called on his own trip uh, i'd actually uh, you know of one of my friends had traveled with the company and i ended up traveling with them too and then it so happened i had actually never applied or something for a job but they reached out to me saying that listen you know we think you've the personality type for this and maybe you'd be good at it so why don't you give it a shot and then that's how three about three years ago from today <laughs> i ended up leading my first trip and the moment i did my first trip itself i just knew that that's something i love so much that i'd want to do it for a very very long time in life and that's how i am here today and as for anyone else wanting to become a trip leader there are a whole bunch of travel companies out there that organize group trips for people across india there are and you know there are different sort of travel companies there are companies that do purely luxury travel then there are companies that do only treks there are uh, female only travel groups so you need to first identify the sort of group that you are interested in and uh, then you can start reaching out to them maybe travel with them apply to them do a couple of you know uh, different activities is to sort of gauge whether or not you're the right fit for this and yeah i hope uh, if this is something that some is really excites someone i hope they get to do it amazing i'm sure this will inspire a lot of listeners to you know at least explore their passion and you know find out what they could do in this space so thank you for sharing that neeti now for those who are listening in for the very first time neeti also introduce yourself in your own words i will have done it before the interview but in your own words why don't you tell our listeners where you're from and what brings you to travel sure sure so hi everyone thank you for listening in today my name is neeti and i'm a trip leader by profession what uh, i mean by a trip leader is i take groups of strangers on trips across locations uh, that's india in, that's in india southeast asia europe everywhere across the world we take people on trips uh, to different places we have them explore offbeat destinations to popular destinations try out different experiences meet new people and make friends and memories for a lifetime so i'm a trip leader and i'm also a writer i also do writing on the side and yeah that's about me amazing amazing yati thanks so much for sharing and uh, tell us which place are you taking us to today and reliving your experience So today we are actually going to be going to India's last village <laughs> India's last village near the Tibet border and the village is named Chitkul amazing amazing i've heard i've heard so many good things about it like it's a quaint village in himachal so Correct. i am super excited to hear your take on it but uh, tell us what drew you to chitkul in the first place like what uh, aspects of chitkul do you find most mesmerizing and drew you to explore it more okay so i think the first thing is that itself right when you say it's india's last village it's something that really intrigues you plus i think the name chitkul i mean i've taken different people to the destination and 9 out of 10 times people tell me they've never heard of the name i mean they've never heard this name before and i think that's the most intriguing part that oh there is a place in our own country where we've been living for so long that we have no clue about so it was that and plus when i had first visited chitkul chitkul had no network at that point of time oh. so it was super exciting you know to leave the digital world and actually enter a space where you know you'd just be cut off so you know after a point of time your phones will shut down you can't 
make calls you can't post stories you can't be doing any of that you just sit and talk to each other and uh, i think that was the charm of chitkul that really drew me to the place wonderful so a truly solitude you can say uh, true solitude sort of vacation uh, chitkul is for you so amazing okay. <laughs> uh, so what time of the year did you visit and uh, tell us about the weather like what would you recommend which part of the year do travelers visit chitkul Okay so Chitkul is a place that people typically cover during their spiti circuit uh, and at that time it is some it is a destination where people just do an overnight halt and then they proceed that's how i had also stumbled upon chitkul in the first place however frankly speaking chitkul is very beautiful and it deserves more time than just an overnight halt which is why i suggest to people that instead of combining it in your spiti trip keep your spiti trip separate and plan your chitkul trip also separate because chitkul definitely deserves a little more of your time now uh, chitkul as i mentioned it's a very very remote destination they do have mobile network in today's time thanks to jio <laughs> which is reached everywhere <laughs> but uh, i uh, in other aspects it's still extremely remote i had visited the place in march uh, when you know there is still a lot of snow in fact last year in march we even encountered snowfall over there and when i say snow i'm talking about a lot of snow like the temperature touches about minus 3 degrees minus 5 degrees at night it's really really cold so yeah so chitkul is not a destination that i'd recommend to people to visit in the months of december jan or february because at that time it's much much colder it's better if you're looking to visit chitkul in the snow season then consider visiting it in march or april when you can see snow also but it's still decent enough that you can move around or if you're looking to see the green side of chitkul then you can visit it in the in the post monsoon time which is in the months of september and october okay awesome okay great and is it like have you seen travelers visit other parts because other parts of the year also because it's usually a bit less touristy so do you also recommend like people go like around june or something june july So June July is the monsoon season and uh, you know because of the monsoon it will be i mean while it will be lush green it will be very pretty but uh, com- you know considering movement i think it will not be that great an idea because see if you're going for a limited amount of time if you're not a frequent traveler you know if you're fighting for those limited leaves in your corporate office and then going then at least you'd want to be able to make the most of your trip which if you do in a monsoon time it may be a little bit limiting because you'd be a little restricted in terms of what you can or cannot do understand awesome okay so march is probably the ideal time march or april now let's dive deep into an itinerary tell us about uh, where you started from so imagine you started from delhi and took a bus to manali I guess. Uh no, so from Delhi you can start uh, or if you're living I mean for people from NCR of course you can start from Delhi and then proceed to Narkanda. From people from outside of Delhi if you're planning to fly in I would actually recommend that you fly into Chandigarh because that uh, reduces your travel time by about 5 to 6 hours. You don't have to make the journey from Delhi to Chandigarh. You can start your journey from Chandigarh itself. From Chandigarh you then proceed to Narkanda. Now you have the option you can even proceed to Shimla but since shimla is uh, 
very touristy and very commercial. If you would like to avoid that, then it's actually better that you first proceed to Narkanda, uh, do a day's halt in Narkanda. From Narkanda, you can also do the Hatu Peak hike, which is what we typically cover in our group trips because Hatu Peak hike is very beautiful. It's an ancient temple that you get to visit. And from the top of the temple, you actually get to witness a mountain, a beautiful Himalayan mountain range, which is a stunning sight to take in. So I would actually recommend that one day you land then that day you proceed to Narkanda, you'd reach Narkanda by about evening or night time, have your dinner, get some rest. The next day you do the Hatu Peak hike, uh, witness a gorgeous sunset, uh, take in the sight of the mountain range. And the third day is when you actually drive down to Chitkul. Okay, okay, great. So a nice warm up before you actually visit the place and explore around. So also, um, that's great. Uh, so you arrive in Chitkul. So are there a lot of hostels or hotels there? Tell us about what sort of places can travelers visit. So are there homestays or hostels or where do you recommend travelers stay there while, while they're there? Okay. So in terms of hostels, there's only Zostel over there. But yeah, since Zostel is the leading favorite for backpackers, I'm sure a lot of people will be happy to know that Zostel has reached Chitkul as well. Uh, other than that, there are a lot of homestays and hotels over there. There is a property called Sama, which is as such considered the best in Chitkul, which is where we usually stay. Also, I'd like to inform listeners that if you're going during the snow season, which is the month of March and April, uh, because if the snow, the conditions over there are so harsh that the pipes actually freeze. So if you're going to Chitkul, you better be a rugged traveler <laughs> because you're not going to get running water over there. It's not the sort of place where you're going to get running hot water and, you know, geyser and all of that. All of those comforts have to be left at home to, in order to go witness a place this remote, right? It's near the border. So these are things that I'd like someone to be prepared with before they actually go ahead and check out this place. Got it. Okay, great. Okay, so you've arrived in Chitkul and to walk us through what you would uh, do, let's say, over a weekend or an extended weekend in Chitkul. Walk us through your itinerary for Chitkul. Correct. So you can do it over an extended weekend. Yes. So as I mentioned, the first day you land in Chandigarh, you proceed to Narkanda. The second day you uh, do your hike to Hatu Peak. The third day is when you arrive in Chitkul. Yes. So once you've arrived in Chitkul, again, it's a relatively you know decent journey from Narkanda to Chitkul. It takes about eight to ten hours to complete. So by the time you would reach, you would be a little tired. I'd suggest that you check in and just go visit Baspa River because the riverside in Chitkul is absolutely stunning. In fact, if any of you would Google the name Chitkul, the first thing that you're going to see is, you know, beautiful images of the riverside in itself. And that river is called Paspa. So I would suggest that on that day, you just go and sit by the river and take in your surroundings because it's absolutely mesmerizing. Wow. On day four is when you can uh, go about exploring the place a little bit. So then there is a temple called Mathi Temple, which is an ancient temple, which is believed to have relics of, you know, an in, uh, of a goddess over there who was passing through the land. And then she discovered uh, a couple of lands that were in need of water. So she appointed chieftains in different parts, uh, you know, villages. And that's how the place came to be. And so the local villagers have a lot of reverence for the temple because they believe that that is what actually revived their way of life over there. So on your fourth day, in, uh, when you're uh, in Chitpul, you should definitely go and pay your respects at the Maki Temple. 
After that, you can proceed to the village of Sangla, which is about a 45 minutes to one hour drive from Chikkul. In Sangla, there is an ancient fort from the 15th century. It is known as Kamru Fort. Uh, you must visit Kamru Fort because uh, it, uh, I mean, firstly, they pay respects to Lord Badrinath. But in the interesting part about visiting this fort is, right, when you visit the fort, they have you wear the local Himachali cap. They have you tie a ribbon around your waist. So it's not just that you visit a place is that they also tell you about their custom and they make you a part of the custom itself so it goes beyond the regular visit because you also get to participate in how the custom is actually you know followed in the local land yes. so then you can visit Kamru Fort and then come back to Chitkul where you must also visit uh, Hindustan Ka Akri Dhaba which oh, wow. is uh, yeah, which is quite fascinating yeah. to hear because that's what it's called. It's Hindustan ka akhri dhaba, where a very sweet old uncle and auntie will make you the yummiest plate of rajma and kadi for you to feast on in the cold, biting, windy temperatures of the land. That sounds so amazing. Okay, okay, go on. Yeah, so that is that. And then on the next day, as you are departing from Chitkul, you can also proceed to Raksham, where there is, you know, the uh, glacier for you to go visit. You can go, but, you know, the glacier is not always accessible. So that's something you need to be prepared for, that uh, you may or may not get to visit the glacier, depending on the situation and that point of time. And then you can bid farewell to Chitkul and leave. But I'm telling you this now, that right now also, if you think about it, you may feel that there isn't a lot to do in Chitkul, but the reality is the place in itself is so pretty, right? Once you walk around Chitkul, you'll just realize that you don't need too much activity in that place. So it's yeah. the sort of place that it's so stunning to just look at that you'll just go and sit by the riverside and that in itself will make you feel so complete because I've heard this so many times from travelers who come with us on these trips that, you know, uh, just the sight of Baspa River in itself and just the sight of the snowy peaks in Chitkul, it's so beautiful that people are willing to take out that one week from their life to just go and visit that place. That's so good. I think there's there's a good combination of both scenery, treks, as well as, you know, the local temples, the local culture and whatnot. So I think that itself is an amazing testimony to, to, to the entire place and why travelers should visit. Uh, so Nyeta, tell, tell us more about the local culture there. So you mentioned that it's the last village. So is, yeah. it, is it more inspired by Tibetan culture or what sort of culture did you see while you were there? Okay, so it is uh, still a little more inspired by the local Himachali culture itself. But yeah, because of their location, it is rather remote, you know. Uh, the houses over there, like the local houses, are still built of wood. So they are very tiny, uh, you can't even call them cottages. They're very tiny, tiny sheds and they're absolutely built of wood. And you, it's interesting because you'll see these houses that have logs after logs lined up and you'll see like a small tatasky dish handy hanging from somewhere yeah. and each of the houses have like logs of wood lined outside of them because A, that is their major source of income and B, you need that constant supply of wood to keep yourself warm also, right? This is a place where a lot of people can't even afford to keep heaters running at all times. Even the hotels that do keep heaters, keep them on for a limited amount of time because 
things can have a short circuit and react in a certain way very quickly. Yeah. Then, something very interesting to observe about the culture over there, which I've noticed each time is, so when you visit the Mathi temple, right, outside the temple, there is a little uh, village complex where I've noticed in multiple locations that... Uh, the men folk of the village sit together, you know, and uh, they're from different ages, like the old men, middle-aged men, and they seem to be sharing stories. So I asked a local and they told me that this is a very common practice in villages in the Kinnor district of Himachal, that the men come to sit together every evening. They share stories from their own experiences, they share stories from the villages, uh, from the elders of the village, and it is a way of passing down the custom through, you know, this act of conversing with each other, which I think is a beautiful thing to do because uh, if you think about it more than uh, textbooks, you end up remembering the stories you come across, right? And this is a practice that you'll find in a lot of villages in Kinnor. Amazing, amazing. So any particular interactions that you found with the people that, you know, left a mark on you in terms of the local culture there or uh, just the people in general? How are they two travelers? And tell us more about your experiences there. Oh, absolutely. So firstly, the people there are really, really warm, especially the hotel that we stayed at in uh, Sama Resort, as I mentioned. Yeah. They're extremely warm. I mean, they're so particular about looking after their guests that even if you tell them that they can prepare the food and you'll come and have it in a bit, uh, they will wait till you're seated because they want you to have hot food, you know. So uh, the resort manager over there, Jaswinder Ji, he's a very sweet old man. He told me once, he said, Bita Ji, thand mein aai hai, uh, you know, you've come to the cold, it's going to be uh, freezing in any case, the least I can do for you is give you hot food. So, yeah, so which was very touching because that is the level of hospitality they have. Then another time, once we were headed to the Kamru Fort in Sangla village, which is when we came across, uh, you know, this marriage troupe that was passing by, this wedding troupe. So a young boy and girl from the village had got married off and they were proceeding. And it was interesting to see, you know, that the boy was also equally uh, adorned, which is not something that you can normally come across. So, you know, they were both wearing these colorful attires and they had their rosy cheeks and they were smiling. And at that time, there was an old lady whom we started interacting with. So at that point, the people in my group who were traveling with us, they, you know, they told her very eagerly that, Auntie, you're so lucky. You get to live in a place so beautiful and you get to call such a such a stunning place your home and at that time she said uh, she turned around and asked a question which made so many of us think because she said that uh, child uh, am I lucky or are you the lucky one because I was born here I studied here I got married off here and now I have my grandchildren here so yes this place is beautiful but I have lived here my whole life meanwhile you get to come and greet me and then another week or another month you will be in some other village talking to some other auntie from some other place so I think that conversation with her left a mark on all of us because you know how they say that the grass is always greener on the other side. And I think a lot of times while traveling, we get so enamored by a place that we only see the beauty of it, but we forget to understand the the struggles or the hardships or the other side that the people actually living in a place have to face. Yeah, that's truly what traveling is, right? It's all about mingling in with the local culture and actually being a part of it to experience the how the people in other cities or other villages or, or you know other cultures live so i think that's wonderful yeah. that you share that amazing okay 
Okay. Yeah, and Rohan, one more thing I would like to add is so for anyone who's really intrigued by you know culture by cultural aspects while traveling, something very interesting that people would find is to travel to this destination during Holi, because in Kinnor they have a very unique celebration of Holi. It's called Faguli. Faguli is a festival that they celebrate over a period of four days, and on the third day of the festival of Faguli is when they actually celebrate Holi. Now when I say this is unique is because uh, their practice isn't just to play with color it's yeah. a celebration of a very elaborate kind there are local skits that are performed people are dressed up as local gods and goddesses there are processions there is dancing involved on the drums songs are sung in the local language so it's a i mean you see the entire village come to life now in chitkul unfortunately they have still kept uh, i mean unfortunately or not i mean it's their perfectly their choice which we must respect yeah. but they do not let the tourists get involved in the celebration of the festival but uh, if you go to sangla which i mentioned is just 45 minutes from chitkul in sangla there are parts of the village that do allow the tourists and travelers to also become a part of this faguli festival so if you're someone who's really intrigued by the cultural aspects i think witnessing holi in sangla would be something that a lot of people could really enjoy wonderful wonderful okay that's very interesting and i think will give a lot of listeners uh, a sneak peek into the cultural aspect as well so thank you for sharing that that's very interesting so nearly we talked a lot about uh, spending let's say three or four days in and around chitkul uh, what sort of budget would you recommend to let's say a budget traveler who's visiting for the very first time you know for the entirety of the trip uh, so tell us tell us what uh, budget would you recommend for travelers here I think uh, you know if you're going all the way to Chitkul I would recommend at least keeping 5 to 6 days in hand uh, while I understand you would spend only 3 days in Chitkul but like I said that you visit Narkanda first and then on your drive back also it's not something I recommend to people that you know you pick up your bags from Chitkul and straight away drive down to Chandigarh airport to catch your flight because honestly that's about a 15 16 hours drive it's yeah. so tiring it will ruin your experience so I would recommend to people that this spread their travel across places you know go to narkanda uh, land in chandigarh go to narkanda spend two days there then from there proceed to chitkul spend three days there and maybe on your last day you can head back if not to shimla you can head back to shimla and if you're not looking to head back to shimla maybe you can go stay in mashobra or one of the smaller places near shimla and then on the sixth day you fly out so if you choose to follow this itinerary of at least six days to make your travel experience a little more well rested well rounded and wholesome for you then you can easily do this in a budget of let's say about 18 to 20000 rupees oh wonderful wonderful i think uh, all our budget travelers listeners will uh, will be you know seeing this as music to their ears so amazing <laughs> amazing awesome so um Neeti tell us about any advice you would give travelers who are visiting for the very first time because mm-hmm. I imagine it's it's at a very high altitude and okay. there are a few things that you need to take take care of while you're going there so walk us through any advice or tips that you would recommend uh, travelers to keep in mind sure so uh, this is something that i tell travelers all the time that uh, please stay hydrated you know what tends to happen is when we are doing road journeys around these locations a lot of times people feel that oh i don't have access to a good washroom and that's why they curtail their amount of drinking water which is not good because the moment 
situated at such an altitude. Like the village of Chitkul is located at 11,000 feet. So imagine you're going to be living at 11,000 feet yeah. within, uh, you know, surrounded by snow near a river. So it's very windy also. You're going to be living at that altitude for a bunch of days. It's not a good idea for you not to be hydrated. So please stay hydrated, guys. You can figure out your washroom situation one way or the other. But remember to stay hydrated. Another thing that I always recommend is in your backpack. You know, a lot of times in places it might feel sunny. So you may feel like you don't need your woolens at the time. But in your backpack, whenever you're stepping out, always keep, uh, you know, your woolen cap, woolen gloves, and an extra pair of socks, okay? So socks, this is a hack that I use all the time. If you feel really cold, if you're already wearing socks, you can wear an extra pair of socks to feel warm. But if your hands are feeling cold, then on top of your gloves also, you can wear woolen socks to keep your hands really warm. So your socks can work as your socks or your gloves both. So that is also, again, very helpful. One more thing to remember is uh, if you're traveling to these destinations during the snowy season, it may be a good idea for you to get a heating rod. You yeah. know, you have those heating rods that can heat up your water. Uh, I think that could that is just something that can make your experience much more comfortable because if you don't have access to running water, the hotel staff does give you water, but it's really, really cold. So if you have a heating rod, it takes you, what, 10 minutes and keeps your access to usable water that much easier. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I think I could have used some of these trips when I went to beer billing in December. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. I'll keep that in mind for my next You're trip. welcome. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, okay, Nyati, this is a rapid fire round. Uh, we talked okay. about different places to visit and so on and so forth. But uh-huh. tell us the top three highlights that no one should miss while you know, you're on the route from Chandigarh to Chitkul or vice versa. Okay. So one is, of course, sitting by Baspa River in Chitkul. That is, I think that's a site that I'll never get out of my eyes, you know. So one is sitting by Baspa River. Uh, second would be having a plate of hot rajma at Akri, Hindustan ka Akri Dhaba. And the third would be uh, paying your respects at Kamru Fort in Sangla. Wonderful. I think you had me at Rajma Chawal, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> Imagine, in that cold, biting temperature, getting a plate of yummy or hot Rajma Chawal is... It's absolute perfection. I can just imagine. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Alright, <laughs> this this might... You already might have the answer to this because you are a trip leader, but tell our listeners where your next trip is going to be and uh, tell us where you're coming from now. I think we were talking before the interview, so tell us mm-hmm. where you're coming from now or where you're going next? Okay, so coincidentally, guys, I'm actually returning from Chitkul itself after having celebrated Holi there. <laughs> and we had the most uh, amazing time. We had a great time. In fact, our WhatsApp group right now also involves everyone on the group saying that, you know, I don't feel like working. I'm missing Chitkul. want to be back in Chitkul. So I have just returned from Chitkul. I will be heading to Tawang in April, uh, which is in Arunachal Pradesh. I'm very excited to head back over there. And as for the people who find Chitkul super interesting, I will also be heading to Chitkul in the end of April. So if by the time this episode is out, you happen to hear it and you're really keen, you can join me on an adventure to Chitkul in April end. 
Amazing, amazing. We'll link all those descriptions in the show notes for people who want to discover more and follow Neeti's adventures. So, Neeti, thanks so much for coming on to the India Cholo podcast. It was super, super amazing to have you and listen, listening to your experiences. Uh, I had a wonderful time. So, for for those listeners who want to keep up with your adventures going forward or want to understand more about your journey in the past, tell us where where you are on social media or where can listeners uh, catch up with you. Sure. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is uh, Migrant Musings. You can follow me on Instagram over there. And I'm also a feature writer for Tripoto. So you can check me out on Tripoto. The name is again Nyoti Saxena, Migrant Musings. So I'd be happy to get in touch with people, maybe share some travel stories, travel tips, whatever people like. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Thanks so much, Neeti, for coming on to the India Chalo podcast. Uh, I hope to see you again after another trip very soon. And uh, for the meantime, thank you so much for coming on and sharing experiences. Uh, I'm sure listeners would have a wonderful time reliving them and also planning to visit Chitkul very soon. Thank you so much, Rohan, for having me. It's always great conversing with you and seeing, you know, the level of enthusiasm and energy with which you do this. I hope you also join me on a trip someday. And yeah, we get to take our travel stories forward then. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you. If you enjoyed my conversation with Neeti, do leave us a rating on Spotify, iTunes or Google Podcasts. It helps us reach to as many travelers around the world as we possibly could. We are also on Instagram at the rate India Chalo. Tag us in your travel stories, leave us a message and tell us your travel experiences across India. We love to talk travel all day every day and I look forward to seeing you here for the next episode of the India Chalo podcast. Stay tuned.